What's up, VFAM? On episode 16, I chat with 16-year-old Benjamin Wong. Uh, ben, who wasn't even old enough to check himself into his own VCon hotel, is an entrepreneur, podcaster, public speaker, humanitarian, amazing person. The list goes on. Uh, I had an amazing time getting to know him. Um, he's a huge Hungry Hammerhead fan, and he during our conversation, he shares about the early days of himself coming up as an entrepreneur, uh, his unique experience at VCon, which included getting a super one-of-a-kind autograph from people, the circumstances that he would turn down a job at VFriends, and I poked a little fun at him, and he got exposed to names such as Carl Winslow, Eric Cartman, and Joey Gladstone. Not only is Ben an awesome guy with a great sense of humor, but he's a role model for everyone in this community, uh, no matter their age. Hope you enjoy, guys. I understand what people may think, but listen, Discord is unbelievable. Again, back to the community I built, it's just kind. It's, you know, it's nice, it's thoughtful. Tons of moves, learning, unbelievable OGs coming in and helping. And that is a game changer. Our grandparents did not have this. That to me excites me. I mean, I've spent the last 12 years building Gary Vee. I want this to be my Harry Potter, my Pokemon, my Smurfs. Like, this is a very big ambition for me. I will spend the rest of my life building this intellectual property. You are now listening to the VFAM Sessions Podcast with your host, Mr. Messer. Oh yeah. Subscribe, like, All right, everyone, we're back with another episode of the VFAM Sessions. I'm Mr. Messer, and I'm here with Benjamin Wong, podcaster, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, V-friend. I mean, the list goes on and on. But ben, how are you? Hey, Rob. I am doing well. How about yourself? I'm, I'm amazing. Uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, I, I feel like you're you know, pumping out content. You know, you're right behind Gary in, in that department, just every... Every um, platform uh, I, I open up, you're, you're right there. So, uh, you know, you, you definitely got on my radar and I have been waiting to talk to you and I'm so happy that day's here. Um, you know, first for the for the people that may not know you, can you just give a little 55 second background on who you are um, yep. and what you're doing? Yeah, so my name is Benjamin Wong. I, I am a kid entrepreneur, podcast host, speaker, all that good stuff. I got started when I was 11, just selling avocados on the street with my friends to, to get an extra buck to buy these um, bobbleheads. Over time, I've, I've done a few podcasts, um, made collaborations, deals with people um, to, to be able to get to a point where I was able to buy a VFriend, uh, get in, into the project, or VFriend 2, correction, uh, VFriend 2 to, to get in the, the community now. I am. Um, I run a company called Kid CEO Media, where I help other personal brands get into the NFT space, especially on the technical side. I uh, speak to schools, work with nonprofits, um, and also, like you said, create a bunch of content. Amazing! Uh, you know, you had me at avocados, so let's let's go <laughs> let's go there. So you're you're 11, and you obviously have entrepreneur in you. You literally bought avocados from the store. How did that How did that go? And to be honest, I think it's actually nine. Uh, I was just like thinking about <laughs> that me. for a second. Star Wars was 2015, right? Star Wars was 2015. And so it was that that year or, or close afterwards. So I think I was actually nine. I, I say 11. So like you're, I say 11, um, but I think it was actually nine. But 
Um, we'll call it 10. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yes, somewhere, somewhere around that. Somewhere around that. But yeah, I mean, it was just, it was the year of Star Wars, The Force Awakens came out. And so me and my friends were super excited about it. And then we, we really wanted these um, Funko Pop bobbleheads. So we would, and I think my friends did it more like, okay, let's just do what he says and, and then we'll do something later. Um, more so than, than the actual experience, but we all had a lot of fun. We got them. Um, maybe don't try this at home, but we got like ladders from the garage. We would climb up trees and pick avocados, throw them in boxes, put them in the back of the van, drive down to the street corner and just wave down every single person that we saw. Uh, and it was at a stop sign. So, so like they'd stop that there and go fantastic. up and yell at um, and then we'd hire my sister and her friends to be our marketing. So they would get a giant sign and just hold it up like avocados, a dollar. And so it, that, that was the start. Yeah. That's amazing. And you, you kind of nonchalantly said, you know, through the years, I was able to do some more deals. Can you elaborate on maybe one or two? What? Yeah. So I, I guess my biggest one was kind of transitioning from, from Kid CEO to my podcast, Young Trap, that I, I work on with uh, a partner, Kidpreneurs Academy, which is the, a kid entrepreneur, really is what it is, a kid entrepreneur academy, right? Um, and so the thing that was something I'm proud of was being able to work with them to, to kind of license uh, my content over to them. Um, I think that's that's been a highlight for me so far in my career. That's amazing. And when you're, when you're doing when you're orchestrating these deals and, you know, meeting these people and reaching out, are you, are you doing everything or do you have a, a support system or a team at home that, that has been kind of guiding you? Yeah. You know, I think at home is a, is a keyword too. Like I, whenever I do something, I always, you know, work with my mom, get her advisement to, to see what I should do. I think over time I've kind of built other support networks too, you know, friends that have been in similar positions. Um, and over time I've, I've had teams, I've uh, left teams, and but you know, that's a story for a different day. But uh, yeah, I think at, at, at its core, I've always had my mom and my family uh, and then, and then more recently friends to also bounce, bounce things off. Uh, but I think I've, I'm very fortunate to have that kind of support network throughout this entire time. That's amazing. Um, it's amazing you have that. And it's amazing that you're able to kind of you know, explore all of your entrepreneurial tendencies and, you know, interests to do that. Um, you know, I'm staying here for a moment because this is kind of on a personal level. This is so huge for me. I was an elementary school teacher for um, almost a decade and I really implemented entrepreneurship and creativity mm -hmm. and making businesses and advertising uh, in my classroom and I had a whole economy to it. And I just, I saw how excited it made kids. And then yeah. you have, you try to have the same conversation with someone, even your age, still, you know, young, but the, the system has kind of squeezed, you know, beaten them down a little bit and they've lost the creative juices and, you know, they've, they've had no in there, you know, instilled in them. And, you know, I can't do this. I got to get a job, all of this. So I just, I am, so passionate about keeping that spark alive for as long as you can. And I think that's why I'm so attracted yep. to Gary because he, he does that on a, on a day-to-day -day basis. So that's amazing that you're doing that. Do you find, do you find that as well? Like with, with, you know, talking to anyone else your age? Yeah, definitely. I, I've spoken to, to younger kids and then I have of course friends my age. And I think there's a very noticeable difference 
you know, when, when you're young, you are obviously somewhat emotionally immature. But as a side note, uh, as a side, you know, effect of that is that you also are a lot more curious, open-minded. You say yes a lot more. I mean, you have nothing to lose. And I think that's a very powerful thing that all entrepreneurs have. I feel like, I think a little bit, every kid is an entrepreneur. And, and over time, naturally, they all kind of find their own passions that they love more. But um, at the end of the day, there's a little bit of entrepreneurism in literally every single career. And so I think over time, that, that creativity, that open-mindedness fades, whether that's due to parental pressures, whether that's due to personal pressures, like they have to care for their family, they have to get a job. And obviously those are, those are cases that I can't blame them. Um, and there are also other pressures like, like friend groups, you know, um, possibly teachers or administrators or education or, or something that they watch on YouTube. There's this, you know, countless things that can happen, but I think oftentimes for the majority of cases that that creativity, that open-mindedness and that, and that curiosity does fade once you get to my age, you know, everyone kind of has their, their stories in their mind. Um, maybe they're planning a little bit about their future and that's when, that's when all that stops a little. Mm, yeah, no. And it's, it's profound, um, to, for you to have that perspective at such a young age. Um, you know, I, I'm just thinking, I'm talking, you know, I'm thinking about when I was 15 and I was such a, I was such a dipshit. Um, so I, I'm really like, it, it's amazing to talk to you. And it, it sounds like, you know, I just, you know, we spoke with your mom before we got on this and she mentioned that you, you read 40 books a day and we're talking, uh, sorry to this year to date. Um, and you know, you're always reading and it sounds like you're curious. So you're just kind of living, living that truth and, and sharing it with the world. So, so with that, when did you, um, first hear the name Gary V? First heard the name Gary V. Uh, I think it was in, in relation to sports cards. Um, 2021 July, I want to say maybe June, so somewhere around that, uh, maybe possibly a little earlier. It was around that. I, I know everyone has, cause I've, I've, you know, met people also in the VFriends community. And I always ask them that first, everyone has a very specific story. I don't know exactly when, but I know I, my first big memory of him was in July, 2021, uh, when he was talking about sports cards. I think that was, that was when I first watched him a lot. And then I remember I was homeschooled. Um, and so this was my oh, okay. beginning of homeschooling where, or I, I homeschooled myself after that. So I've been public schooled my entire life. Um, I decided to homeschool myself in 2021 fall. And throughout those months, I consumed everything Gary V. I watched every single, you know, weekly V. I'd watch a ton of the daily Vs or, you know, Instagram content, TikTok content, all that stuff. Um, but I think the start of it was sports cards, July, 2021. Did you get into the sports card? I know you, you said you like buying and selling and the arbitrage. Did you get into that game? I did. Uh, I lost quite a bit of money. Um, I did though. I, and I, I'm not to say that I would do it again because I lost money, but um, I'm fortunate that I actually learned a lot from those money losing opportunities. Like I bought a Lamella ball rookie card. Uh, I thought he was going to do really good. He, I mean, he did do pretty good, but um, I guess modern cards, and I don't know how much of, of a collector you are, but uh, modern, modern cards 
aren't doing so well because of overproduction. Mm-hmm. So I lost a little bit of money there. Or like I invested in a, or I didn't invest. I, I bought these cards as part of a startup. I think AG, AJ Vaynerchuk was an investor there too. Um, and, and so I bought all these cards that were doing well, but I guess the entire startup kind of didn't do so well. And that the cards value actually didn't really change, but I guess everyone just exited the platform. Um, so yeah, and, and I've, I've done well in other places too. Like I bought a more recently, I'm a big Rams fan. I'm out in LA. And so I bought a, a Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford RPA, my prize possession. Nice. Uh, and I, I think I did pretty well on that buy. Um, but yeah, um, I would say I'm probably a little bit net positive, not very much, like maybe well, <laughs> a little bit. But July, July was a tough time to get in because everything was yep. fire. Everything was liquid fire yep, and it was. super high. Yep. I, I, to to your point about me, I was in, in it deep as a kid. Um, yep. You know, got to high school, junior later junior high, high school, fell off of it. Um, so you know, lost some sold some whatever for other things and then you know it was gary that got me back into it and i started buying some yep. lucas and I, I couldn't afford the giannis but you know luca when it was attainable and then i saw how quickly i flipped that i flipped it way too early and then you know i was in i was in for you know i'm still in it a little bit but yep. nfts have taken taken the reins of most of you know my my wallet and budget but um yeah no that, that's a, it's a it's a great that you brought up the, the point about the lessons learned because you know when they're when they're skin the game that's when you learn the most right you you remember those lessons oh yeah so that's a that's a good way of putting it because i used to do um stock trading and and um uh, i've done a few summits now where i've talked about that and and it always comes up like paper trading you know trading with fake money and i think um, I've never, I've tried it before, but it's never been a huge, a huge, um, draw to me because the lessons weren't as great when it's not real money. Even if it's $1, losing that $1, there's a lesson there. But if it's fake money and they give you like a million dollars to, to imaginary, you know, buy things, the, the lessons are kind of lost. Even if I lose half a million dollars, it's like, okay, I'll just create a new account. Even if I lose $1 mm-hmm. of real money. Totally. Like that lesson is so much, so much more great for me. Totally. And it's not even just the, the, the actual money. It's, you know, you're, you're playing the game differently. Like if there's real money involved, yep. your focus is different. You are, oh, yeah. you know, your attention to detail, just your, the emotion behind everything is, it's tough to, to simulate that. Yep. So, um, so you're into Gary, obviously V friends comes across your radar. Um, now J- July, 2021, V friends is already, the mint has already come and gone. Right. So yep. when was the first time that you saw V friends then or heard about September? I, I remember August, I heard about like CryptoPunks. So I would, you know, tell people close to me like, Hey, um, look at this, like, this is worth so much. You know, uh, I was talking about CryptoPunks, board apes. And then I heard about V friends and I got really curious about it. We started a podcast, uh, me and my co-host Kamea, who's also a, a kid in the crypto space. And, um, we started a podcast in October, but around that time I was like, Hey, my goal is I, when the, when the market comes crashing down and, you know, if I am the opposite and I come crashing up, um, and, and I'm in a position to buy a V friend, that is, that's my goal. Uh, and it was a very unattainable goal. Like at the time it was like VCon was not a, 
something in the picture. It was like, I'll go to VCon in you know, two, three, four years. Um, I never thought I would own a VFriend ever. <laughs> um, and, and that's when I first heard of it, September. It was a very unattainable dream. But then over time, especially when VFriend 2 came out, it was like, hey, you know, this is actually something that's that's possible, maybe even plausible. Uh, and, and that's when I got even more into it and, and really, really, really curious. Amazing. Now, did you did you get into any of the, the book games at all? Or were you just kind of staying in the, the VFriend series? I did. So I bought a book game um, aftermarket. I, I was actually, I, I hit myself over, over this because I was at the live stream where Gary V talked about the 12 and a half in thing. August. Yeah. I was like at the live stream. I watched the entire thing. You know, I, I was like, maybe I'll buy it. I didn't have confidence. Um, not, I think it was, I knew he would create something cool, but it was like, you know, how cool can it be? <laughs> um, you know, which later turned out to be not the best idea, but I did buy a, a book game about a rainbow diamond curiosity, oh, wow. I think. Um, and so I bought that one and I was able, I bought it at like maybe $600 that I, and then I was able to flip that um, to Jeremy, actually. I flipped to Jeremy in exchange for the ETH to buy my second BeFriend 2. Um, so I, I don't want to put any more of my savings into the ecosystem uh, just because I was kind of running thin in my bank account from this. And so I just basically flipped my current NFT into a friend too. Awesome. Which is what? So I mean, I got a hungry hammerhead in the pickleball courts. And then I also got a vibe and vampire in like the tornado one. And so there was a friend of mine, Ricky, um, and he really fell in love with my vampire and I wasn't too in love with it. So I actually sold him my vampire. And so I, I, I have the cash now. I'm waiting to deploy it. I've come really close now to getting like a really, really good character at that price range uh, that I that I sold right. my vampire for. I've never, I've come very close. Like I almost got a alert ape in the Rose Garden. So like, the, you've, you've seen this yeah, scene before? Yeah, yeah. And I, th I think I saw that you Dude. tweeted about this. Yep, the alert ape in the Rose Garden. And I came very close to getting it, like hours maybe. Um, I was close to getting it at one ETH because I was talking with the guy. They were considering it. I, I had a pretty good uh, reasoning. There's another one that sold on a really good deal. And so I used that. Uh, and, and I was close to closing the deal, but then um, it's got sold. Uh. <laughs> it got sold for, for double that. So uh, but there have been a few times where I've come close to buying something. Um, then something happens, but it's okay. I'm, I'm patience. Uh, I'm, I'm just kind of hanging in there, but yeah, I'm waiting to pounce. Amazing. Amazing. I, I love the, uh, you know, I love the investing talk. I love how you have a, a pulse on it. So what was your first like uh taste of the community? I know you, you mentioned that you, you trade with some buddies and you, you dropped yep. Jeremy's name. What, what was your first taste of the V friends community? That's a really good question. I think, it wasn't September, October, November of last year, but I think it was in the months leading up to VCon. Um, like February, March, April was when I really, really got involved with the community. Um, and especially when VFriend 2 came out, it started with a, a challenge that uh, Sung Woo Kim, Mind for Run Club, um, he, he did this challenge that you, if you did this running challenge for 15 days, uh, 
you would get a VCon ticket. And so I, I participated in that. Um, and I, I met a lot of people that way. And then I think that was my first prelude into the, into the community was meeting people through that. It was only like 15, 20 people, but it, that was the first kind of prelude into it. And then it was really around VFriend 2 in April, I think. April, VFriend 2 is where I, I bought my VFriend 2. And then that was the start of the VFriends follow VFriends yep. trend. And like there, I met so many people. Uh, Gary V followed me there. Like I met so many people in that time span. Um, one by just like posting, I, I applied to Vayner, Vayner Media, um, like, and that I got a bunch of support there from, from different friends or, or just like meeting people over DM. Um, and then also in my quest to get a VCon ticket, I met quite a few people. I imagine. Um, um, yeah. And you, this is all documented on your Twitter because now as you're saying things, I'm remembering seeing things when I was scrolling yeah. through. Talk to me about the challenge. What did you have to do for 15 days? So, so 15 days we had to run, I think like you, you, you had to run and I was already into running. So it was like, this is perfect. So you had, you had to run, you had a um, videotape yourself or a selfie or a screenshot um, running for 15 days or maybe even it was 30. So it was something like that. Um, I didn't end up winning, but I, he did end up giving me a ticket anyways. Oh, okay. Um, that was my so next question. Very fortunate. Right. So if yeah, you, very grateful to him, if you ran for 15 days, you you were kind of in the drawing to do it. You were in the running to get it. Yes. No pun intended. Yep. Yep. You were you were in the running to get a amazing. Um, and I, I didn't end up winning, but uh, it was I, I had all but given up at that point uh, because I, I I responded to every Gary Vee tweet, uh, every every hey you want to come to VCon, uh, but I, I guess I never thought about just like asking some people. So so one week before. It was kind of like, I didn't expect to go, but I wanted to try. I, I just didn't want to re regret anything. And so I just DM'd a few people. I think I DM'd Jeremy. I DM'd um, Sangwoo. I might have DM'd a few more people and said, hey, uh, do you have any tickets still available? Um, and I think four responded. Um, and then two of them, though, I came really close. But then there wasn't, you know, like they didn't trust whoever to, mm -hmm. to be the moderator of the ticket or, or they wanted to learn more about this thing. So a few of them fell through. Um, but, but Sung Woo, who, who I had a pretty close relationship at that point was like, Hey, you know, want to come, come. He actually bought a few tickets at the, at the peak <laughs> uh -oh. and then they fell. And so I, I think he didn't want to cut his losses. So we had all his tickets that he just kind of had. And so, um, I borrowed one from him and then I was going to go myself. But then my issue was that one, it would be all the hotel rooms were booked up. Uh, and so the best room I could get was like this two bedroom. No, it wasn't a suite. It was just a, the, the cheapest room I could get was a two bedroom, you know, nice place. And, and so I was like, okay, I just don't want to get this big room sure. by myself. It's kind of a waste. So, Hey, um, I can call someone and if they can come down here, that would be awesome. So a friend of mine, Marquise, who I met online through Instagram and through podcasting, I invited him on, you might've seen this reel that we talked about this, but I invited him one big notice. Um, and it was a Sunday. VCon was Thursday. And I said, hey, can you make it down to Minneapolis? I can get you a ticket. He said, yes, possibly. Let me go ask my dad. So he bought his plane ticket. We didn't even know if I could get him the ticket because um, I was waiting on a response. And then he got the ticket. We booked the hotel room that day. And then we had to figure out how to get the hotel room. Uh, I don't think I talked about this in the reel because we called like every Hilton and Marriott. And they said, sorry, you have to be over, over 21 to check in. And so uh, basically what we did is 
and this is where a lot of trust came in. I knew Sung pretty well. I've talked to him like over the phone, uh, but we never like met in person. And so we had to put the hotel room down in his name, uh, under his name, and put the hotel room down. And then we, we just had hoped that everything worked out. <laughs> and so luckily, everything did work out, went off without a hitch. And it was a, a very good experience. But it was a, a roller coaster. That's amazing. To, That's to amazing. You know, I'm, sh- I'm sure a lot of people think, you know, about you and, you know, the, the younger generation be like, oh, man, if only I was that young. But they don't think about the little things like being able to book a hotel room and check in. That's amazing. Yep. yep and it's... um. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, looking back on it, I'm very glad I did it. I'm still kind of, because it cost, I paid for it myself, um, to do this like projects I did myself or garage sale money, whatever. Um, and so, uh, still digging out of the, the financial hole, but, but, um, very glad I did it. So, uh, yeah. And it's, you know, looking at your, your stuff here, it looks like you met and, and took a selfie with every celebrity that walked through that place where you, <laughs> Were you just hanging out in that area? So I'll, I'll let you in, in the secret. I guess it's not really a secret anymore because VCon is done. But there was two people that we got selfies with that I don't think... I think we're, we're the only ones to get selfies with these two people. And that was Mila Kunis and Seth Green. And what happened was they had a green room. And this green room was on the side of the stage to the right of the stage. And... Um, it was where the VIP, yep. the Delta I, VIP I, lounge. I, I saw it. Game. I was. I got to go back there for t- ten minutes, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep, yep. The backstage room where everyone was mingling. What happened was the the place where all the speakers sit at was actually the closest outwards, and so the, there's a curtain that blocks that view. But the curtain wasn't fully closed. I don't think it was intended to be because there's a very big crack where you could see in, and so. Um, a few friends of mine that I went to, they actually snuck in backstage, but this was afterwards. But um, before that, we just saw like Mila Kunis out of the corner of her eye. And so we just waved her down. We were actually behind a wall. so no ah. <laughs> And so we were in between a wall and in between that little, uh, little, I don't know, a wall, a uh, half wall. And so we saw Mila Kunis. And so we were like, hey, can you come take a selfie? And so she came out, we took a selfie from a distance. And then same thing with Seth Green. And uh, then same thing with Gary V, uh, who came out. And then I think that was it. We tried to get Logan Paul, but then at that point, they already blocked off that area. Um, that's I'll, that's that's my secret to getting so many selfies. I'm so happy that you are able to, you know, talk about this high level stuff and put out this, you know, meta content, but still at the core, you know, still just an autograph and <laughs> selfie hound. Because um, that's what I did when I was yeah, a kid. My, I have a... I have a book now that has my 12 and a half book and it has in the front Gary Vee signing the first page and in the back, it was Seth Green, people who use his left hand. He wrote that it was a very valuable signature people, um, a few other, a few other celebrities. And then I had everyone I met that was a, a V friend each take a page in the book um, that meant something to them and then do whatever That's, they want. I that love page. that. So the, if you saw the creature world, and an NFT world where you had to throw a, a beanbag into the giant creature world. And so that one I spent, me and my friend all together, we we, we were there for about 25 tries in order to get it right. Uh, so we just like went back in line over and over and over again. We spent like maybe more than an hour, maybe two hours just trying to get that right. And so at the end of the day, 
I want it. They, they're like, hey, Ben, if, if you really don't get it, you can come back later. We'll give you a bag. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. But I was like, no, I wanted to win. So I just you did it over and over like, again. Yeah. Luckily, my friend Marquis, he was like, he was just, yeah. I mean, he, he did the same thing before. And so he was like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all good. I'm just talking to some people. Take as long, as much time as you need. I'll, I'll be here. Um, and then so eventually I got it. And then I think that entire Creature World team, they, they chose the page Perseverance. Um, it was either perseverance or tenacity, and they chose that page, and they all signed that page. Um, That's so, so that cool. was a pretty meaningful thing. What but, uh, before we move on? What what's that Beeple Alpha? What was the left hand? Does he not sign with his left hand? He doesn't. He's right-handed, and so I think I have a picture. Um, so basically, I saw Beeple sitting in the crowd by himself. Um, you know, Maya, right? She, yeah, Maya she was Marshall. just on last week, and so. She, um, I bumped into her for the first time. And so we said, hi. And then I was like, Hey, by the way, she was also trying to collect signatures. And so I was like, Hey, by the way, people's over there just sitting by himself. And so, um, so she, she went over, but I saw people, I, I was just walking down the stairs and I see people just kind of chilling there by himself. People are walking by him. I don't think they know it's him. Um, cause everyone's just ignoring him. And so, um, I, he's awesome. there with Kyle Seri and I That's don't know the other picture. two. Uh, but he's there with Gaius Harry, just kind of chilling there. And so he, he takes, he, he's just kind of a very fun guy. And so he was like, I don't, it's too boring to sign with my right hand. And so he signed with his um his left hand. <laughs> and so he wrote people uh, with his and left he hand. actually and he wrote, wrote very, very valuable. valuable. That's amazing. Yep. Um, so yeah, that that's the... Very cool experience. It was, I think, the most awkward of my celebrity meetings because normally it's like, hey, Farouk, yeah. can you take a selfie with me? Awesome. You know, done. But like people was like, hey, come sit down. <laughs> and so I was just kind of kneeling there in between the chairs while they were all talking and he was taking 20 minutes on me. That's so signature. fun. Um, but yeah, fun experience. Awesome. So, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, Maya and a lot of your buddies. Do you have, like, is there a private discord if you're 18 and under of, of e friends or like how do how did you guys meet like i think it's awesome that you guys are, are palling around together at vcon do you do you what and you're all working on things do you collaborate in some kind of a think tank yeah definitely it's something that i've, I've been actually trying to work on for a while now is putting together like a, like a little bit of a think tank um, before this, I meant this might inspire me to actually go do it later today. But um, yeah, so Maya, I saw her initially. She posted, "Hey Gary, you can have a ticket," and then it kind of blew up a little bit. Um, and then she got her ticket, and I, I saw that I was at IKEA, I think, and I saw that, and I, and I followed her. Um, and then so she knew I was, and she followed me back. So we both knew um where we were. We both knew we were going to be there, and then. We actually kind of helped each other. I don't think we even knew it because she met a few people in her hotel. Um, and because of that, I was like in an Uber with my friend getting to the stadium. And I was like, all right, this is what Klon, this is, this is what he's wearing. And then so I told my friend that we were on the lookout for these people, kind of like a wanted list, you know, wanted Klon, wanted Farouk. Uh, but we yeah. knew what they were all wearing. So it made it a lot easier. Um, and so I think we kind of helped each other indirectly or like I would see someone, I'd bump into her and, and I'd be like, by the way, that person's over there, go. <laughs> and then she'd go around off and, and, and go meet that person. Um, so yeah. Uh, and then, and then afterwards we uh, did a few interviews and then, and then, yeah. Uh, but that's actually, 
good good reminder for me to go go work on this mastermind. I love it, and I yeah, I would definitely encourage you to do that. Um, you know, I, I was just watching this documentary on on Steven Spielberg, and it's it's amazing. They have all this old footage of him and like all the other like big directors before they were big directors. You know, Martin Scorsese. I don't I don't know how much you know yep. about you know older movies and directors, but you know Martin Scorsese and George Lucas and all of these guys that went on to you know create these unbelievable franchises yep. and movies but they were just you know they were just anybody else just hanging together throwing ideas off of each other and they went on to build yep. you know unbelievable things so that's kind of how i think about younger people in the space well anyone in the space but particularly you guys because you're so yep. so ahead of the curve and just have a, a really strong pulse on not only the the tech and all this stuff but the you know the good you know, soft skills, the ingredients that Gary yeah. talks about to really know how to do it, make a difference and make a big impact in a big way. So I just, I think about that a lot when you, you know, I see content from or talk to any of you guys. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely a buy. I would invest in that, that group, that mastermind. Um, so be, before, <laughs> you know, on that note, and before we move on to, to other topics here, um, you know, the funny thing that I talked about with Maya is that she, you know, she took her, short amount of time with Gary and asked him a question and it ended up, he ended up using it in, in his, um, Instagram and you had the same experience, you know, you went up to him in your little, um, you know, the little side stage area there. And, you know, you said if you could go back when you were a kid and I don't remember exactly how you ordered it, but you know, you asked him what piece of advice you would give to yourself. And it was awesome because you had the footage and then he did it from the other vantage point from, from D-Rock. So what was that experience like? Not only running up to him, but when you realized that it was being used um, by Team Gary Vee. Yeah, so the, the entire experience, I think, was so quick that I don't even remember how I felt. Because we saw Gary, he came out and he was like, guys, we have to be quick. People are going to see me. They're going to start crowding. So I had like 20 seconds to get a selfie, which the selfie actually turned out to, I wasn't even in the selfie. I was like halfway out. Um, and I do a selfie, a video and have him sign my book at the same time. Um, and so this is in, in like 20 seconds. Um, and so I had my friend MJ. He knew that he was also a Gary Vee fan, but he knew that I was like a really, 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 really big Gary Vee fan. Um, so he was recording content. At the same time, the video was a little shaky because he was giving him a hat from his clothing brand. Um, so yeah, it was just really, really cool. Um, it was so quick. I, I don't even know how I got so many things at once, but I was like, all right, book in hand. You're on it. And then uh, while, while he's signing, asking him the question, uh, I knew they were recording it uh, because I saw, I saw the camera people there. I knew they were recording it. And actually, they beat me to it. If if anyone wants a sense of how fast that their team is, they actually beat me to the video because that Tuesday that I got back when I was going to edit it, they I, I saw they posted it on the oh, Gary Vaynerchuk the the kind of draft channel, and they posted it. So I was like, all right, this is a sign for me to go do this. So I in one hour I I made my own version and then shot it out. Um, yeah, and then and then a, a few weeks later, I, I get a bunch of texts at five a.m. in the morning. Saying Ben, 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 uh, you're probably not up, but like, hey, look, Gary just posted you, um, and so that was a very surreal experience. And then a few weeks later, I think this was like two weeks ago when I was in Austin, I, I hadn't gone on social media for like the entire week. I pull it up for the first time, and I see Gary V's video with Maya, and I texted her, That's "Hey, Maya, awesome. two for two now." 
Um, and so must be so very, fun very, very surreal. Um, yeah. And shout out to MJ he, who got a proper credit from the Gary vantage point. Cause you could see him in the background, um, taping you, um, on, on your phone, but, um, yeah, shout out to him for not only forgetting it. Like I, I, I missed out on, uh, on a video experience because someone forgot to hit it. That was supposed to be taping. So, you know, things happen. So it's amazing. You have that documented. Um, and, and then it was, um, it was inc incredibly stressful, but looking back on it, so, so fun. We were like both there in the stadium. It was burning hot because the sun was coming down. Um, and, and we were both there and like, we'd run through the same thing before we like, let's gym quick. All right. So you have the video, you have the book ready to get signed. You have the selfie. So I'll take a picture of you and then we'll flip it around to me. And then you'll do the video for the content, all that stuff. Make sure, make sure you get this angle make sure you do cinematic mode, all that stuff. <laughs> um, so super stressful because every single time I'm thinking, all right, what if they didn't record yeah. this? We can't redo it. But um, luckily, luckily for the most part, other than myself, we with Gary V that I was like half like looking off on uh, because it was happening so quick. Other than that, um, for the Amazing. most part, you're, you're going to have a lot to, there's a lot of potential content for you uh, getting ready for VCon next year on, you know, what to, how to best prepare for, for all of oh, these yeah. moments. Oh yeah. Um, amazing. Yeah, of course. Rob, can you give me one second? My dog, um, my dog of wants course. to leave my garage. One second. Awesome. Right, he's good. So, he's good. you know, wrapping up that weekend on May 23rd, 2022, you tweeted, I will own a VF1 before VCon 2023, manifesting it. So, yes, it's coming. It's coming. That Thank you for bringing that up because I, I forgot about that tweet myself. But yes, I am. I, I guess during that time, I manifested a lot of things that ended up coming true um, that month and the month after that. Um, so, yeah. I put that out there, manifesting a, a VFriend 2. And then I had a dream the other day, like two days ago, that I opened, I was opening a VFriend box and I got a um, epic out of 25 slime, uh, slip and slime, whatever the name is. Stoic, stoic, stoic slime. Yep. Stoic slime. I don't know why, because I've I, I never been a huge particular fan of that character um, or anything like that. That's interesting. I just had a dream like that. So the boxes are literally here. Um, there there's two boxes that haven't been opened yet um and then the box is above that was for uno but yeah so if i end up getting that then then i just i, I don't that would know be unbelievable that, but, um well we have we have the clip and i'm sure you're, you'll document if you do it that's uh, are you gonna are you gonna rip them or are you gonna keep them sealed the plan was to keep them sealed but what i hear is that it's not not a very good bet because the, the seal isn't that great right right um, so it's pretty easy to just reseal it if you want to um because like the unos i'm not opening mine just because i i just kind of did a mental cost analysis like hey i only have one shot with each uno pack or you know i have one shot to get it versus these i have 52 shots to get a good card um so the uno cards are just sitting there i might open one or two i'll, I'll probably buy one secondary play, yeah. market to just <laughs> play with but I, I'm thinking of just leaving those. I wanted to get them PSA sealed. Um, that would be super cool. But 
but I guess they don't do that. I ask oh, they should. That's a good, no. that's a um, good thing but, to explore. They should. Um, they should. So um, and it's, it's amazing yeah. to hear about the, your little community of, you know, your friends within this be friends community, but what, what does that even word? What does that word even mean to you? When I say the word community, what does that mean? A group of people connected by values that are greater than, you know, financial, monetary, or, or professional. I think that's the best way I can put it. Just a group of people who are connected by values like generosity, connected by values like kindness or, or fun, just having fun. Um, and that goes far greater than, you know, professional quid pro quos or, financial benefits. Um, I think that's, that's true community. And, and I've, you know, in my sh somewhat short time in the VFriends community, you know, even though I, I found out about the project September, it's only been a few months since I've been really engaged. You know, I, I played pickleball with, um, Connor, a guy I met because he was in the VFriends community and I, I lended him my pickleball utility and we ended up playing, um, we ended up playing pickleball in Austin. And that was really fun. I met him through VFriends. Um, you know, I'm going to go to the, the pickleball tournament oh, in Newport awesome. Beach this Saturday where the VFriends meetup will be. You know, Jeremy, yourself, uh, Sungwoo, who, who was, his generosity was unlocked so many doors for me. And, you know, just people who, who DM me, you know, that, I, that I've met. Uh, just people that are connected by values greater than professional or, or financial. I love that. that and I feel community. like, you know, one of the reasons I, I started this was because of the community and all the things that p individuals and other yep. people that go on to build other communities can kind of take the blueprint for, um, and, and mimic that. Yep. So talk to me about, you know what, talk to me about good CEO. I want to, I want to hear more about what you're doing there. Yeah, so Kid CEO originally was a podcast that I did. It was about financial literacy. Uh, over time, I, I transitioned that into a different podcast. And so Kid CEO Media is kind of a, a loose a loose term now to just describe gotcha. anything that I do. Just That's your like, umbrella. I experiment a lot. So like I did a, yeah, it's an umbrella. Like I, I did a project with um with MJ, the guy I brought to, to Recon. Um, he has a clothing brand that he's been pretty successful at. And so we actually did a, a NFT project for his clothing brand because his dream was to always create this cartoon called Genius Pilot Academy about helping kids find their genius. And so um, we did an NFT project there and Kid CEO, we did all the technical minting, the marketing, the how-to guides. And so I use that to, in order to, 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 to do that deal. Um, or, or I'll use it sometimes if I do a podcasting thing, I'll use that as a, as a tie-in or, or, or even things that I'm working on in the future, just basically an umbrella for, for anything, anything that, that my heart desires or wants to do something that comes up, I just throw it under the kids CEO media umbrella. And I saw you, you were going around to schools, giving talks. Yep. Yeah, so I, I did that briefly. Um, I was actually the day I went to VCon that Thursday, um, where I, I did talk to a few hundred students at a school. And then I'm actually returning that into a bigger thing. I'm working with Giving Tuesday on a project called Operation Inspiring America to talk to schools all across the country 
uh, to do this on a much larger scale. And so Sorry, that's the, ahead. and so that's the, that's the larger mission here is, um, I really do want to, to impact and make other kids' lives uh, a much happier, better place. And so that, that's my next, gotcha. that's my next So when you're, thing. when you're talking to these groups, are you, do you have your kind of motivational speaker happiness hat on, or is it a web three kind of intro? I'm experimenting. Okay. I've never done a web three NFT thing. You know, just cause you know, I think something a little more generic first, um, sure. that they can capture everyone. You know, then if someone asks me about it, I'm always ready to answer. But um, it, it's more about specifically with the stuff we're doing with Given Tuesday, about generosity and and helping every kid, whether it be business, because they're, you know, their businesses help the world for the most part, uh, whether it be a business or through a nonprofit that they're creating themselves, or even a few kids who did like bake sales and all the money went to cancer research or, or kids who had their own like keyboard construction companies. Um, and just basically helping them, helping one, inspiring them, but two, enabling them and providing them the resources, whether that's, whether that's just advice, whether that's, you know, connections to people to take their things to the next level, um, providing them the resources to make their dreams and their initiatives a reality or something bigger than they could that's ever That's fantastic, imagine. Ben. Um, that's, that's awesome. That's cool. And just, uh, I, I, I'm so excited. Like I'm, I have like the energetic, you know, juices flowing, um, just for, you know, what you're going to build and all the, the lives that you're going to just make better. Um, it, it's, it's fascinating. Um, so, you know, you've had a lot of experiences that a lot of, you know, I don't want to say normal kids, but you know, a, a lot of you don't see 15 year olds going out and giving talks on kindness and generosity. You don't see people writing right. eloquent, right. uh, you know, cover letters right. and posting on Twitter to, to these huge companies. Um, you know, <laughs> do you have other people in, in your other circles that, um, you maybe you're friendly with and are trying to talk to about this? Um, do you kind of just do your own thing? How, how does, how is that part of this whole picture for you? Yeah, I mean, fortunately, I feel like the community that I surround myself with, um, the people that I filled up my contact book with, this, my contact book with, um, you know, other young people, I think what I do is kind of the norm, not the exception, uh, in a good way, because that always inspires me to, to do even greater and greater, greater things. And also provides me with people that I don't have to explain the background. You know, if I say that, something that most people would be like, wow, it's kind of like, like, you know, I text MJ about we're trying to get a, a South by Southwest panel. Um, and so, you know, normally I'd, I would explain a lot for him. It was just like, Hey, yeah, I'm in. Um, and it wasn't right. as big a deal. So it makes it, it makes it easy to do collaborations. It makes it easy to get advice when these are all things that people have experienced before or vice versa. If it's something that I've done that they're trying to do, um, like a Chloe is a friend of mine. She runs a nonprofit called Chloe cares. And we both do a homeschooling with community college, dual enrollment. And so I always talk to her about, Hey, um, you took this class. How was it? It's, is it something that I should do? Um, and things like that. So I think it's, it's been very, very, very helpful just to be in this community because everything that I'm doing 
is normalized and that uh and that it's it, it inspires that's, me that's to, amazing. To and, you know you know the that old adage i'm sure you've heard you know you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with so i i, yep. I really enjoy yep. and appreciate that perspective because it's always like you know i need to explain or about my lifestyle or what i do to you know to the to the normal people but i'm just gonna yeah. surround myself with people that are are like me and have similar interests and that are going to pick yeah. me up and i think that's that's a beauty of of community specifically the refriends community is with everything else or mm-hmm. uh, we use the same the normal people right everyone else other than the refriends is you know I, I do have to explain a lot like accountability generosity like you know, weak friend traits to, to people, but with, whenever I'm playing pickleball with Connor or I see Jeremy or I'm working with Sung on a project or this Saturday when I'll see more or more weak friends, I don't have to explain all that. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, you understand what NFTs are, you understand what weak friends are. I don't have to, to spend two hours mm-hmm. educating you about Gary V's story and then the start of weak friends and, it, you know, what these access tokens do, which is always a fun thing to do, but it just makes it easy when we can just talk and not have to, to go through the background um yeah but and, I think yeah, that's, and the that's power, the power of technology of that this technology that we the world is just smaller now yep. um you know when i was growing up i could yep. build a community of friends outside of the people on my street or that i went to school with uh so it is it is an amazing time yep. and i love that you're taking advantage of it Favorite character? You mentioned the alert ape. Do you have a favorite character? Okay. My hungry hammerhead. My, my hungry hammerhead is my favorite character. It was completely random, to be honest. I, I hadn't thought about it before I was assigned my my hungry hammerhead, but I think that is my favorite character. Uh, I'm always hungry. I used to have a T-shirt with the shark on it. Ironically, that said, I'm always hungry. Now I'd wear it to bed as a pajama for like five years. Um, so I, I actually haven't even thought about that. So thank you for, thank you for bringing that up because, um, that's, that's a, a good coincidence. Awesome. Happy to help. Hungry Hammerhead. I really, it's, it's a cute character. Um, it's a very cute character, like the eyes, the way it twinkles. I think it's a, it's a good, um, animification, mm-hmm. if that's a word, a good animal version of me, um, that I, I relate to. I am hungry. So is, so is the Hammerhead. Um, and it, I just, I, I vibe with it a lot. More so the vampire. I, I liked it. I, I didn't love it. So I sold it. But the, the hammerhead, I really vibed with. Um, so I think that is, that's my favorite character. I think hammerhead, and I really like alert ape and the giraffe. Uh, but I think the hammerhead and the alert ape, having those two in my, in my vaults is amazing. Is and is there a character, what character do you feel like you need to spend more time with? So in terms of to get their kind of characteristic instill mm-hmm. more of their characteristics in you. That's a really good question. Really good question. For a long time, it was accountable and eater for a long time. I think, I think, I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of people have trouble with is accountability. Um, but I think over time I've ingrained that so much into myself that I think I'm, I'm doing a lot better there. That's a tough one. Um, I'll say I'll say accountable and eater, just because I think there's still 
I, I still have room I, mean, to I think it, I think mo- I think um, everyone does really kind of what I need her um I shouldn't speak so generally but most people yep, yep. yeah I think accountability is one of the harder ones um but it, it's it's so important maybe maybe perspective but I think about my perspective okay I'll, I'll give it a tie perspective pigeon and um and accountable and, and eater I think those are two that I think with like kindness generosity I think um I'm good there. Uh, I can always be better, but I think I'm pretty good there. But I think perspective pigeon, accountable and eater are definitely things that, that, um, so I, I mean, just watching you for far, just speaking with you for, for the short time, you know, it, it's very obvious the road that you're, you're, you're going on. Um, and like you said, you're hungry. I, you know, and I, I thinking back to how you applied for V friends, if, if V friends said, Listen, we want to hire you, but you, you have to work with us for the next 55 years. So pretty much any, all ambitions of doing your own thing are out. Ooh. Would you take that deal today or would you just build? I wouldn't take that deal. As much as I love your friends, um, as much as I love your friends, I don't think I would take that deal, even if it was my dream job. Like the CEO of mm-hmm. of JP Morgan Chase, arguably one of the, the most powerful. I don't think I, like I don't think there is a job that if I the president of the United States for fifty five years, I don't think I don't think there's a single job that I would take for that long, just because I really value my freedom and and being able to to say, hey, you know, I don't love this thing anymore, and I can go shift to a different thing, and I think that might be dampered. Um, by locking myself into something for a long time. So to, to answer your question, <laughs> I don't think I would. Sorry, sorry, Andy. Well, you're um, an entrepreneur. I'm I don't, sure I don't think I would understand over there. So amazing. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, before we head into our last segment, I want to, I saw a piece of content that gave me an idea. Um, it, it was when you had to describe, you saw a picture of, items from the nineties and you had to describe what it was, which you have, you did very well uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, considering, you know, your age. So, you know, if you're, if you're willing to participate, I have an, I have a, another little game. I don't have pictures, but, um, if you're open to it, I, I'm going to give you some, some names of That's characters right. from the nineties. And I want you to say real person or cartoon okay. character. Okay. And if you, obviously, if you know who they are, feel free to elaborate. Okay, let's go. Uh, you know, what show or movie they're from. Um, actually, these are all TV shows, all TV shows. Here we go. So cartoon character, or real person, Carl Winslow. I think it's too obviously a real character to be a real character, um, a real person. I'm okay. going to say it's a, a, a character a, from a, a real person or a cartoon. Doug funny cartoon, real person from a TV show or a cartoon character in a TV show. Eric cartoon. Cartman cartoon. Real person. I have no idea who any of his people are. I think he's a real person. He sounds too, um, realistic to be a, a cartoon joey character. gladstone <laughs> this is this is going to be much better post-production joey gladstone 
character. A real Gladstone person or a cartoon? Seems like one of those names that is Carlton cartoon. Banks. Tommy Pickles. Cartoon. Let's so there was, up there were, I think person. you went one for six. On those. So Carl Winslow. Oh, wow. you got Doug <laughs> funny who, who, is who a cartoon character from a show called Doug. And- okay. Are you there, Ben? Oh, sorry. I, I think I rugged. Yep. Awesome. Uh, so that, that, all good. Let all me good. make sure this is recording. All right. Perfect. So thanks for playing. So um, before we head to our last segment, by the way, those shows, um, did you did you watch any Nickelodeon growing up? I did not. I gotcha. watched a lot of them. Disney Channel? Disney Channel, HGTV. We watched a lot of. I watched a lot of CNN growing up. Uh, so like you know, from nine to nine to thirteen, um, a lot of news I would be fascinated with. Yeah, but um, Disney Channel growing up was never big with Nickelodeon. Um, I had I had an sure, older yeah. sister, and I feel like that always influences what you watch because when you're a first child, you watch the stereotypical the kid shows but then like my little sister watches like vampire diaries when she's like 11 or 12 and so you know i I think that partly influenced it but um yeah i think disney channel is what i what i grew up with then hgtv and then and then some news that run maybe 11 or 12 when i when i started getting interested in watching news before we head Um, to our last uh segment i just want to thank you again for coming on you are fascinating to talk to you're churning out content like crazy. It's, it's evident that you're following Gary's content model to at least some extent. Um, and I just love all of the, what you're putting out to the world, kindness, generosity, encouraging people, especially young people to, you know, follow their, follow their dreams and, and be entrepreneurs and live life to the fullest. So, uh, you know, I thank you for that and being a, a great ambassador to this community. So, um, yeah, thank you, thank you so much for having me. It's 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 honestly it's so amazing to to be part of the community, and if I can if I can provide valuable benefit, I love to it. it. And I'm going to post you know all of your dream. links and things in the show notes. But is there anything you want to shout out in particular? I uh, nope nope not particularly. I mean, if anyone has a question or or if they want to get in touch, if they're a V friend, want to connect, always always happy to connect with more people so you can 
shoot me an email, benakidsceo.co. And I don't know how much of your audience is on Twitter, but if you're on Twitter, you can DM me, uh, Ben Wong. With the All right. So this last segment is called Micro Macro Spitfire. I'm going to ask you a lot of qu- questions really quick. Uh, you can give a macro answer, okay. just a simple yes, no, or one word, or you can get really micro and kind of get the microscope out and explain why. Totally up to you. All right. So if someone is getting into VFriends okay. for the first time, who's All the right. one person that needs to be followed? A favorite teacher you had growing up Jeremy. and one reason why? That one's so tough. That one's so tough because a lot of my <laughs> teachers still follow me, like on like on Facebook. So there's a chance they might hear this. Um, that one's so tough. There are three, excluding my, ex, after I homeschooled, I think it's a different story, but there's like three teachers in my elementary school career. No, actually four. Um, but there's, there was one that really influenced me the most, and her name was Miss Martinet. I, I, w- I went to a monastery school up until the third grade, and then in the fourth grade, I went to a, a public school. And she was, uh, I think, the perfect transition for me um, in making sure I felt safe, comfortable in that pretty drastic move. Uh, and so I think she she is at the top because... There's just, in that timing, what I needed, uh, that role was a much bigger hole to fill, you know, than, um, than later on. But I've had many, many amazing teachers that have really influenced me. But I think in that particular timing, I needed someone like that the most. And so I think that's, that's amazing. That's why I would put, uh, it, I would the, put it there. The Time Machine Tiny Ogre book game can be traded for what? Any, a choice of oh. any of Gary's ghosts, like you're, like you're literally time machining back to the mint day and you can have a choice of any of the ghosts, even if to pay a little bit, if you can have a choice of any wow. of the ghosts, get, I think get that, your, uh, get your ogres. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if you only could keep one social media platform, <laughs> if all the other ones had or to disappear and you can only keep one, what would you keep? Ooh. VCon 2023 right will be Twitter. in what city? You're making me think here. Um, I will say, I think it's one of them is going to be in Canada by the end of the, the four VCons. One of them is going to be in Canada. I don't think it'll be this year. It won't be in LA. It won't be in Chicago either. Uh, I don't think it'll be in a, a big city. Um, Minneapolis, sure, yeah. Minneapolis is a big city, but not like in New York, LA, Chicago. It's not going to be in Austin. That's I don't think that's Gary's vibe. I want to uh-huh. say something like a Seattle, something like a... Um, a, a, um, a maybe a basketball arena, and I'm trying to think which arenas he has personal connections to. Okay, yeah, maybe like Denver, Denver, a Seattle, 
somewhere that has a basketball team, um, a mid-level team that has a great arena, and one of those kind of in-between cities. They're not like a small town, but they're not uh, NYC. They're not in LA, not Chicago. Like, like another Minneapolis. I don't think it'll be in Minneapolis again, but a basketball arena, a sporting arena in one of those mid-tier cities. Denver, Seattle, um, Denver, Seattle, maybe Tennessee, somewhere there. Um, I don't think it'll be Florida <laughs> either. That's my best answer. A basketball or similar amount, sporting arena you in a mid-tier this, city uh, that's on the rise. Uh, I... I've tweeted this out, but um, and I think other people have said this too. Uh, but I, he's definitely. I feel like there's something to the St. Louis, Toronto thing. I mean, Toronto is definitely the city to have it in Canada. I don't know the. I don't know if there's a basketball. Yeah. I know they don't have a basketball team, uh, professional at least in St. Louis. But um, something to look out for. Uh, your favorite movie. This is so hard because every single time I leave a movie, it's like, this is my favorite movie. The one movie that I've rewatched multiple times over and I've never gotten bored of was Crazy Rotations. Um, I rewatched that movie like I think five times so far. Um, awesome. I Paper and Pony or The there. Koala? In favorite movie. Gratitude Gorilla the or koala. Patient Pig? I just love koalas. <laughs> Gratitude Gorilla. It's. I feel like the, the Gratitude Gorilla is. It's a. It has a more um, dominant vibe to it, just like the Alert Ape, or like it's like mm. these are the heavyweight characters, both literally, but also f- figuratively. Like these are the heavyweight characters, the gorillas, yep. the apes, the pandas, the elephants are like these are like the the pillar stones. They all happen to be larger characters you know but they're like they're, they're the pillar stones of of your friends and i think yeah it, it feels more would you rather have a two-hour group dinner access with with gary you and nine other people or a 10-minute one-on-one session i am someone who throughout my life has loved listening on conversations more than speaking to myself, like even at family dinners, for the most part, I'll, I like to listen a lot and then I'll interject one, once or twice. So I would choose a two hour dinner conversation just because I think I would learn so much from just being in that environment and hearing things than I would in a 10 minute conversation, even if it was one-on-one. So I think easy answer. And lastly, the group dinner. If Gary says, you know, I'll, Ben, I'll come on your podcast, but you can only ask me one question. And I'll, I'll answer it. What are you asking him? I asked him that the, if, if he was um, if he was fifteen, what would he tell himself? I think my next question would be: Gary in his life has done so many things, and he's all about reducing regret. Is there anything that he does? Wow. That's a good one. Or would do different. That's a really good one. And and a great spot to leave it with. Uh, ben, you're the man. I really appreciate this so much. And uh, I, I hopefully we can't wait to stay connected. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you so much for having me. By the <laughs> way, maybe I'll, I'll ask him about that next year's VCon. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Super great being on. I hope I provided Take some care. value to everyone. Uh, and- 
Hey, thank you so much for listening to the VFAM Sessions podcast. It would truly make my day if you took just five seconds to subscribe to the podcast. And if I'm lucky, maybe another five to share out the episode on Twitter so that you and the other members of the community will be able to enjoy all the amazing stories that this family has to offer for the next 55 years. Appreciate you, fam.